Across the Streams podcast, season six, Kip's here. Um, we're in a, a, one of our recurring guests that we've been lucky enough to have on throughout the seasons and the years, which is crazy to say that it's been years now doing this pod, uh, is rejoining us, and I'm going to let him reintroduce himself. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> Where do I start? Um... <laughs> I was going to read your bio from intellectualathlete.com, but I was like, nah, Greg will do better. Than he. He'll, he'll, be, he'll be better live anyway. Man, I don't know. Um, so my name is Greg Plater. Um, I'm a former professional basketball player, which is where our connection lies. Um, I'm an art director now and a multidisciplinary creative um, from Oregon, but now located in Los Angeles. No, and I love that, man, because I like the multidisciplinary creative. I think that's like... I don't. There's no, there's no catch-all for you, but that is, that's a really cool tagline, man, because I, I think that's pretty close, right? It's pretty close to you're you're every, you're doing everything all the time. I feel like you're in you're acting, you're creating. You got mood boards. You got a Substack, controlled chaos. You're you're, you're doing big things, man. Where do you find the energy? <laughs> Thank you. Um, honestly, I I think it's it comes from just being inspired to to do like to create, right? So it's like it's not that I'm finding energy as much as it is that as much as it is that i'm just being pulled to do things mm. and so in the call to create the mediums change so that's where it's like it might be a playlist one day it might be a uh an article to write you know um, a blog or it could be photography for whatever the project or um you know it might be design or illustration and and the cool part for me is that I think the reason why I really feel a pull to do this stuff is because I, it was not in my life for the for most of my life, even though I wanted to do these things. Mm. So, you know, most of it was basketball. That was like my entire focus. And then I think, you know, 25 years old onward, I realized I could be more creative, mm. right? And then I figured out, oh, I can do this as a job. And so now I was thinking about this today, actually was like, I feel so excited because I'm living what my 10-year-old self wishes I could have been living in. So that motivation and excitement is like super past due. That's awesome. Because I, I think as we get older, right, unfortunately for many folks, and I know I could fall into that category on a lot of days too, we lose some of that youthful, that sense of wonder. We lose some of that sense of, it's like play kind of i'm using air quotes on a podcast that doesn't really but i think that's awesome that you tapped into that again because it's hard to find i don't think it's i don't think by any means it's the norm because i'm not sure society lets us right because society's conditioned us that if it's not the grind you're not really doing anything but it, you it sounds to me like it doesn't feel like a grind to you the creation part and all the and i want you to tell everybody kind of what you're doing in general, like where all your energies are flowing from your quote unquote career to like you're just creating everywhere. But go ahead, like talk about that. It doesn't sound like you're clocking in like, well, let me here's my time card. And, you know, society says this is worth this amount today. So it was worth those 12 hours, even though I was miserable. Yeah, I think that's honestly, that's one thing that I've always tried not to do to feel like I'm. Uh, clocking in somewhere like my whole life was basketball and that felt like I mean that was play literally mm -hmm. um, but figuratively too because I was just expressing myself right and following my my gut of what felt good and basketball happened to be that place and with that being lucky to experience that that high 
of being a basketball player and those those emotions and it's very um it's a very sensitive uh vulnerable thing to do basketball right like you're you're performing in front of a lot of people you're putting yourself out there to be critiqued mm-hmm. you're putting yourself out there to want to to lose so you there's failure you know the possibility of failure is is there all the time and if you think of the grand scheme of like a, an entire season like that's only one team wins at the end so at the end of the day every, like you watched march madness last week right it's like every almost everybody goes home crying right so then it's like well what are you doing it for yeah right and so then yeah. i get that same attitude with the creative it's like well i get i'm always used to failure because that's most of the results so at the end of the day like i might as well do something that makes me feel good right right so um you know in my career i'm an art director right now that's my day-to-day which essentially is um ideas and visual execution um in relation to client work or personal projects that i may have and um you know like you mentioned the different areas that i like to plan is like it's more about the feeling and the story. So everything centered around storytelling, everything centered around trying to communicate, right? Like I, I felt I've always had something to say, or at least an opinion about mm-hmm. things, regardless mm-hmm. of if anyone wants to hear it or not, but I have my own perspective and uh, my own experiences and these creative outlets are ways to do that. So most recently I worked on a short pro- short film with um, good friends, uh, who own the brand uh, Good Fishing. And so it's a clothing brand, it's, you know, two, two man crew from Berkeley, you know, based in Berkeley. And they asked uh, me and a couple other guys to help them uh, bring their rebrand to life, you know? And I, I have to switch it on right now, but it, you know, and, and those guys are some of my best friends. So it was a really personal project and it was exciting because the creative freedom was there to just kind mm. of explore. Right. And then, you know, any given day I'm I'm on my iPhone trying to figure out the lighting to take a nice picture of my cat in my house. This angle, let me get this light. Right. I like that phrase, bring the life that you said, because it, it feels like in, in all those all the different hats you're wearing and all the different things you're moving through, it does feel like is it is it purely ideas? Is it passions? Give me all the things that you're bringing to life. Because, you know, I, I consider myself yeah. a creative as well. Um, in Because I know I find stillness. I find peace in, in movement. Like, I, I don't, I'm not still very often. I'm either, I'm sometimes I'm recuperating, right? And I think I need to be better at radical rest. Some version of that. But it's hard for me because my mind's always thinking about, the, the bad part is I could be doing X, Y, Z because somebody else is, which is, I think you just wrote about it on your last Substack was about pleasing mm-hmm. others or chasing others. But also mm-hmm. I'm always thinking about, I could make that that way. And maybe that'll get through to that person. Or maybe I could recreate this and it'll, it'll emanate more with my kids or it'll, you know what I mean? Like that, those come through my head constantly. Um, yeah. But talk about that bringing the life idea. Is there is there one medium that it, it does more? Is that just the day or the hour? Because you're writing, you're acting, you're you know you like you said you're talking to people constantly for your job. You got photography. You got a lot of areas of this life. Yeah, I think it, it's it's the moment. Like what what is needed at the moment? Mm. What makes sense for now? Um, and then it's all about resources too, right? So like in my job, I have a lot of resources to help, um, clients bring 
their work to life. And I have a team and I am, uh, I have so many experienced people who have been working in the industry for years. I work in advertising, you know, and it's like, um, these people have been doing this for a long time. So there's a lot of things that I'm learning and understanding about how to tell a story, about how to craft an idea about how to, um, bring something from, you know, concept to execution through production and things like that. So it's given me, those experiences are giving me, are informing my uh, ability to do the work for myself, like on my personal mm. time. And so, uh, like I said, day-to-day is art direction, that job, but then my creative outlet is intellectual athlete, you know? And so intellectual athlete is essentially a, a digital publication, uh, digital hub at the center of, at the intersection of sport, creativity, and identity cultivation. So, you know, with myself being involved in sport, and then that, everything goes through that. So that's like my, that's my, uh, I know you love superheroes, so that, that's my Superman. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's yeah. my Batman. So yeah. when I want to disconnect from the, the limits that Greg has, mm. I become intellectual athlete. Ah, I, that's a great, me. I love that analogy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I can then forget about the things that I care about. It's like these things that I'm trying to communicate and share are more important than me. So I have to detach my ego mm. and myself from this because there's a higher purpose being served, right? And so then I have my Substack, uh, my newsletter, which is Controlled Chaos. And then I have a music playlist, which is Melted Minds. And um, I'm getting, I'm, in, I'm, the, I'm on the move of getting podcasts up and going again. So that's happening behind the scenes. And, um, you know, I, I'm in this sort of like, uh, there's this phrase that I kind of come up with. It's like, it's called emerging. I say like, I'm, I'm emerging from the chrysalis of self-consciousness. Mm. So there's, there's, there's a cycle of always, you know, like a chrysalis for anyone who doesn't know, it's like when a caterpillar goes into the cocoon and becomes a butterfly, right? And so I feel like I'm always in that mode. Yeah. It's, a, it's a cycle. It's just like, what stage of that am I in? Am yeah. I the caterpillar? Am I hibernating or am I, you know, evolving? right now yeah and kind of still or then am i ready to fly and then maybe i am flying yeah but i i go in between that stage and then i just keep repeating that i feel like that's served me well because um i'm not some seasoned photographer right right <laughs> i i was i borrowed people's cameras to figure out and figure out how to use those to make it work but i think the reason why i bring that up, you know in illustration it's like i you know sit down and if i can get myself to sit down like you said it's hard but like get yourself to sit down and you, you draw something for a couple hours uh, or maybe through a couple of days and you come out with something beautiful or something that you just, you needed to get out. Yeah. Right. And so I think what I've realized that is like a lot of the creativity that I do is more about like internal work. Mm. So me sitting down and doing this, like learning is like a practice. It's something that's going to help me evolve to create what I want to. It's in my head. But to get to the other side of the idea, I have to sit and be calm and still mm. and go through the journey of learning again. So yeah. That's the chrysalis part, right? Because yeah. in basketball, like I put in 25 plus years, you know, my literal whole life. Right. You know, my five years have been, I still love the game, but I've been playing. But 25 right. years of playing and then seven of just, you know, figuring it out and tripping off into the next phase. But then that same mantra, that same pattern has to happen still because there's no difference, right? So that's why everything that I try to do creatively is at an intersection because there's no, 
I feel like there's no boundaries needed because we're whole people. So mm. if I distinguish myself as a basketball player or a photographer or an illustrator, then I'm boxing myself in. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I always felt was frustrating about my life and career was that people were always trying to define me. Oh, mm. you're this. Oh, you're like that. Oh, that you should focus on this one thing. You need to do it like this. And I'm something in me just completely rejected that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So then in my, now in my creative, like, like my space intellectual athlete, I'm like, there's, I'm not going to let anything like not be possible. So if, yeah. Hey, I want to be able to do everything or at least speak to everything. So then when I work with people, I can understand how to help them bring what they need to, to life, which is a part of my job, yeah. right? Like working with other people to help them elevate the work um, or help I help elevate the work, you know, from a visual standpoint or a conceptual standpoint. Do you feel like that, uh, that where you're at in your career, the professional, right? Without locking you into just the art director, is that the perfect, like you got to have money to put food on the table, right? You got to eat at some point. Is that the perfect quote unquote profession to allow you this, the all like the on the job training that you're doing allows you to even explore more of the stuff that you really are doing on the intellectual athlete side. Is that the perfect fit? Did you take you a while to find this? Because you were doing other stuff, right, professionally, but after mm-hmm. the career ended. Yes. Yes, it is. It is. Absolutely. I I have to, like, check myself if I'm ever complaining <laughs> about anything because I'm in such a – I'm in such a good position. You know, it, work is work, right? Like, yeah. It's going to be frustrating, and you got your <laughs> daily challenges, but, like, zoom out. And, and humble yourself and see that not many people get to say that their job is to come up with creative ideas. Right. right? Like, you know how it is. Like you're, we're, we're as athletes or as people, people are creative. People mm-hmm. think creative. They just don't understand that they're thinking creative mm. because what's creative, what is defined as creative has been so, uh, like gate kept. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, gate, yeah. Gate you have to paint for you. Right. It's like, dude, there's a, there's only two or paint. three products that count. Two or three end results that count as creativity in a lot of people's minds. Yeah, right. you're right. And you're now, right. And now we're seeing that there is a whole entire literal metaverse <laughs> mm-hmm. that opens a different possibility for what it what can be creative or created. And I felt like that for a while, but I feel like the the zeitgeist is welcoming that kind of mentality, which is why I feel like I was able to pivot from, um, I was, you know, working in recruiting before, um, for a tech company. Right. But I don't think that that's too unrelated because my, my ability to connect with people Mm -hmm. and to try to learn their story to help solve a problem for them and be creative in the ways I communicated and then being a bridge between different team members, because that's what, uh, you know, and recruiting, yeah. work with a lot yeah. of different people. So I felt like, oh, those are catered to my skills of being multifaceted, you know? And then I jumped and was like a social media intern. Um, and I did an internship with like a vision for p- performance <laughs> company. You know, I've, I've, I've like gone from being basically like the star player mm-hmm. to then I was the ball boy. And then I was the bench role player. And yeah. then now I'm like getting my minutes on varsity. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You pay your dues and you figure things out. And I think, it's like, I think my strength or the, the thing that I have an advantage of is 
I've been able to like live a different life and then bring all of those experiences to what I do now. And so when I'm working, I'm not thinking like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm like, what is going to help make me succeed the best in this role? Mm-hmm. And then like, that might be my pulling something from my time in China, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, right. having a thinking about my time in recruiting or whatever it is, like yeah. different things inform the way that I think, right? So that right. I can't help but be that person in my job. Is it hard in your job? Hard maybe the wrong word. Is it a different muscle you're flexing? When you're using your creative intent to try to, is it impress to get something? Like if you're on an art, if you're on a project and it's for someone else, right? Like you're trying to bring their vision. Is that hard? Does that box you in? Like you're like, what about this? And they're like, nah. Is that is that hard? Would you balance that out with what you get to do on intellectualathlete.com? Like that's all me. So I guess yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah. You have to. I think first of all, I'm not experienced enough to. Just nobody is ever able to just like, hey, you're just going to get everything and win, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, there's so many different voices, so many different thoughts. And then also I'm, I'm in a place where I'm learning how to get better at this. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it may hit and sometimes you might need to craft it a little bit or sometimes you need to just like <laughs> clean the whiteboard and like go back at it again. Yeah. Right? So it's a, it's a process. There's an, it's just like in the game, like you, you have your set plays, you're ready, but like you might have to make an in-game adjustments, right? And if you're not open to like, hey, you need to make this adjustment or think this way to be better to get the win, yeah. then how can you really be successful, right? And yeah. so, like, we're and also you're doing client work. It's not your personal work, which is fine, but you, a lot of creatives have their own outlets that mm. they do. And so, you know, the goal is to eventually, like, figure out how to, I think a lot of people want to figure out how to make their passion the thing yeah yeah, <laughs> right? yeah i wouldn't be lying if i said i didn't want intellectual athlete to be my thing right but there's time skill and uh, a lot of effort needed to make that happen right i love that basketball and uh, the, all the basketball analogies obviously and I, they're they're so accurate what's the scoreboard for a project at work you know, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you, what's the end? Re- and I'm thinking to myself, like you mentioned, when, as athletes coach now for me, the scoreboard usually dictates how you, how, like, was that week worth it? I'm not saying that's the right way to approach it, but a lot of the times at the end of a game, if that scoreboard doesn't say right, you start to question like, Jesus, we just did this whole week and that's what happened? Or, man, that was worth it. We won. So I know that's a, we can, we can talk about that mindset in general, but when you're an art director, when you're working on somebody, is it the client saying, yes, I want you to run that? Is it clicks on your ad? Is it view? You talk to me about how do you, you all, not just you, but in your space, in your industry, how do you gauge success? Or is that an ongoing learning process for you? Uh, It is an ongoing learning process, but I think there's like a 90% fail rate, Mm. meaning like, most of the time, your ideas or projects or pitches aren't going to win. Okay, gotcha. So you have to really be okay with that because yeah. it's a competitive. It's a competitive industry because there's other agencies pitching to get their work bought or right. to win right. to the client, right? And so you think um, if you're competing against really ta- other talented creatives, um, then you never know what might land. With yeah. The so then. The job, I, I see it more like practice. Okay. Like, okay. Um, you have to, you know, it's like you put it in practice, you're perfecting these things that you've done time and time, time again. You're 
you know, you go back to the drawing board a lot. You have meetings where you're checking in and figuring out, like, hey, are we on are we on the right pace, right? So you think of it, it's more like quarters. I would okay. say you check okay. the scoreboard. So okay. you have your first quarter, your second quarter, and then you have your first half. And you're like, how do we do the first half? Are we, are we behind in rebounds? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. How many turnovers do we have? Right. But you're guessing what the competition's doing. We really can't focus on the competition, right? Because yeah. it's not like it's not a face-to-face yeah. combat. Right. It's more of a you have to make sure that the work you do is so on par that it doesn't matter what you don't see. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But then, but then you never know all the hidden factors that may go into choosing what work they want. They might right. be like, this is too, this is too, this is going to push this too far forward. They might be really conservative. Ah. With their idea, like, oh, we don't want to go that far. That's what happens a lot in yeah. the industry. Yeah. And there's so many talented creators who are like, if, if people went with what the creators wanted, we'd see even more yeah. wild ideas and wild, amazingly beautiful, beautifully visual and um, conceptual, conceptually like magnificent creative. Not saying that the clients aren't going out there, but right. the ones that do, right. And or they do it cleverly, simply, they're winning. So I think the more the more we're seeing like creative work push the boundaries of like, you know, being out there in whatever way, I yeah. think the more creatives will be satisfied. And then I think again it'll be more like practice where it's like you're shooting free throws and the competition is yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. more free throws than you did the last time. So right. if you if you win X amount of pitches in the year or in the quarter, you're like, let's win some more. Mm. <laughs> if yeah. we did this work and we didn't feel happy about it across the board, okay, let's make sure we do better work the next time, even when we did win. Gotcha. Right? So it's like, it's that's why I say practice, because it's like, it changes. Mm. You know, sometimes you're doing like scenarios, or sometimes you're doing, you're doing shell drill, <laughs> four or five, right. or you're doing four or five, and it's, it's right. a controlled scrimmage. Right. Or you do, or you get your individual workouts where you go on twos on twos and threes or uh, individuals one on ones or whatever it is, or, yeah. or it's individual skill work. So it fluctuates between game and practice, and it really is like a season. Yeah. You know, so that's for me, it's fun because I'm like, okay, I can understand what part we're in. And so when we're, you know, in the pitches I've been in, it's been really exciting because, and I tell the team, I'm like, yo, this reminds me exactly of my playing days because mm. we have coaches, you know, we have like, the assistants, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And yeah, talk about the players. structure on, on your team with, with this, on a pitch. Talk, I love that. Give us an insight in the in your industry. You know, give us, comp- the coaches here, like that's the project director. You know what I mean? Like who are the trainer, who are the support staff? What, what does that team look like? Yeah, I'll do my best. Um, I can tell you who does what okay. and, and how that kind of works. Yeah. Um, and you have different teams. So it's, it's not just, it's like offense deep, like football. Oh, like okay. Okay. So we have like account who works with the client and is like the middle, uh, the middle person between yeah. all of that. Right. And then you have like production who's like the next phase, like after, you know, when you want to bring things to life and yeah. you have your strategy, right. And yeah. you have operations, you have creative ah. uh, and then you have like the people who bring in the talent. So it's like recruiting just like, yeah. Right? So, um, and I'm missing some probably, right? Right. But, and then you have your leadership across right. the board. And it depends on the location because what you're trying to do in Brazil or Amsterdam will be different than what you're doing in yeah. LA or New York or, or Texas, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so then that changed the game plan. You know, it's like, it's like every uh, location has their style. Like basketball in New York is different right. than in LA. Right. You know, I love it. And so How that's are... kind of the best. 
How do you grow? What do you, do you find yourself? And this could be like once again, day to day, year by year. Like I find myself some years or some conventions. Let's say, like I just got back from the coaches' convention, the Final Four. This was a year where one of the sessions that was quote unquote professional development, one of the five I went to, was like, oh, I could use some of that. But there were like three or four conversations with people that I really got a lot out of that I want to take. Other years, that's like, man, I, none of the people, like, we didn't interface and exchange nothing that's going to help us, but those two or three clinics did. So, like, what, what does that look like for you in growth? Is it conversations in the creative room? Is there a specific, like, you know, in hoop, sometimes you steal from the pros or you steal, like, that mm -hmm. guy was doing this. Where's the growth? Who's pushing you? Um, so, there's, it's, it, there's internal growth and external growth, right? Okay. And then there's intrinsic growth and like extrinsic growth based on like your inner passions and right. motivations and, and what you're drawn to and then the things that inspire you from the outside world. And so then you, it's like a double where it's like, what do you want to get across? Because at the end of the day, we all have, a lot of people have, most people I would say, I won't say all, but most people in the creative world have an idea of what they want to do, what they've been inspired by. And so then you bring every single person's individual, like personal individual goals, and you have to bring that to the collective. And so then you're like looking at the work around the industry, but then you think if you're looking at the work around the industry, then maybe you're all going to be creating the same work. Mm. So then that's what I was saying earlier about like it, it's a benefit to have a lived experience because then you're pulling from different things. Yes. So yeah. See these commercials or these ads or these, this creative work or, or, or activations or whatever it is, you know, these experiences that are created or a mobile creation or, or something that's like a, uh, AR experience. Right. Um, and you're like, how did somebody come up with that? And it's like the way that people put connect the dots is not just like, Oh, I'm thinking of it from this, linear mm -hmm. play it's yeah like, no actually when i was 10 years old i played the guitar and then i remember in the sandbox when i fell i hit my knee and then i made this crazy song and it was a rager and it made me think about this 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 and then like i live in this location and when we go and we go on walks we see this one view and it makes me think about this and then oh yeah let's let's make that a, a digital thing and let's have like rainbows and clouds and then bring some yeah. lightning in there and then we'll have like a race car and you're like whoa and, <laughs> and then it's like no, no no okay i got that but then like Let's make that race car like a horse. You know uh -huh, what I mean? Like, uh -huh. ah, right. cool. Right, 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 <laughs> you right, know what right. I mean? So it's like, it's everything, everything is inspiration. Everything is possible. There's no limits. And that's why I'm excited about the job. Yeah. It's like, there's there's no limit. The more you limit yourself, the more your ideas will be limited. Ah. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah. where do you want to play? Do you want to play in a, in a box or do you want to play in the world? Right. right. Love that. What is... End of the day, and I think you addressed some of this earlier, and I loved how you put it. You said, sometimes you just got to bring these ideas to life. I just have to do this without necessarily like, I'm going to make X and then Z, Y and Z are going to happen because I made it. Sometimes you just have to let X be. Is that, I'm thinking big picture. I'm getting deep, right? Which is fine. I love you. I know you know deep. Can we check, like, are you creating to change people, move people? just feed that creative in yourself right and i and i say that as a fellow creative because sometimes i'm i find myself in the world especially with my own business teams of men like i believe in the morality change i'd like to see happen but the creation i have to do 
I think of a night like today. I was trying to think about okay, how do I get? How do I convince these coaches that they do have the skills to help their kids reflect? They do have that skill. It's already there. But what's the creative that's going to click with this guy in Illinois and make that happen? But then sometimes, like the podcast, I think sometimes I just need to be curious. And so a podcast like with you or whoever I bring on, it's just like I needed to feed my curiosity and I did it for an hour. The end result was no movement for external people. I just had to feed it. Right. And it was great. And I feel so much better afterwards. <laughs> but, you know, like, so talk to me about that for you. like, Because I know you're also, you and I, we, we rap and text about the world, right? And the change we'd like to see in the world. And I think creatives are pretty important in moving it because human beings aren't really rational. Sometimes the things that actually move us, you wouldn't have thought of, except a creative did somewhere, right? Yeah. I think I do believe that most of the creatives in the industry really do care. And this is what I've seen. A lot of people who care about making work that does impact people, mm. whether that does or lands, it depends on the diversity of the people making the, the, the work, right? The more people who understand how to communicate with a broader group of people or can reach certain groups that they're trying to go for because these are sometimes targeted briefs, right? Yeah. Uh, but the more you can speak to the community you're trying to reach, the more impact you can make. And I think the more work that is centered around authentic uh, storytelling and community building and, um, you know, groundbreaking innovative thinking and work, I think you can really reach people. So that's, that's a big reason why I didn't want to get into the ad industry because I, I realized how many of those sports center commercials that just never left my brain, <laughs> right? Or those, you think about those like um, the Geico commercials right. or, yeah. or the Nike commercials. Think about the, yeah. um, I forgot the name of the song, the, the, the commercial, but you know the one with over and over yeah yeah it's never going to leave your brain or the old and one t-shirts right right some designer made that and it was a creative idea so you think about like the for me that and it switches over to like intellectual athlete the the slogan for intellectual athlete is artistic truth opens minds Mm. right so the, the creative truth in the world the art that we uh consume can open our minds so that the stories that we tell the, the poems we read, the books we read, um, the movies we watch, the way we think, how we define creativity, if we make it loose, like all those things can can impact us yeah. and help us grow and learn. So then as a creative doing the job, it's like, well, you have a you have a huge platform. Like if you're working for Nike, which is why Nike makes such great work, because they're like, we understand what's like the potential at hand. So we're going to craft these stories with so much care, mm-hmm. so much perfection to bring the best minds in here. Yeah. And it's not all internal. They work with um, external agencies also, but the whole goal is like, how can we make this work that just hits? And I think people take it for granted that Nike and other big brands, uh, bigger, small brands, people who make great ideas and great work are just going to do it. But they don't really think that like about how many people are behind the scenes in so many different capacities, not just creative, but there's so many uh, working parts moving at the same time to make these things happen. And so many things that could get cut off along the way that like the, to make something happen is so beautiful. Um, and so, you know, you know, it's like, that's the one side of it. And then another side is like, hey, let's make this like crazy, wild, quirky Skittles commercial that's just like a mind blow. Like, yeah. it's like, whoa, like, yeah, yeah. this is wild. And I think both are necessary. 
mm-hmm. because I think without the Skittles commercial, you don't get the Nike commercial because there's always a balance needed, right? Yeah. And so I feel like the the opportunity to have fun, to make impact, and then to make everlasting work is is what everybody's striving for. I, I've, I'm trying to. I wish I could credit who told me this because I, I think it's awesome. And you've said it. You said story like 25 times, and it makes me think of because it's uh, stories move hearts before data moves minds, and that's hard for me because I also very analytical. Like, well, this is this is our points per possession on offense. Pretty freaking rational. Two is better, bigger than one, guys. It's right in front of your face. But a story always moves hearts first. Um, so that that makes me. I love what you're talking about. What, what artistic truth changes world. Go ahead. Artistic truth opens minds. So yeah. it's like Adam, A-T-O-M, like the DNA, right? So the DNA of, of if you break us all down, we're all just atoms, mm-hmm. right? So with that being the ethos, then we are just art and we're all connected. So then the way that we all become is through creative truth. Yeah. It then opens our minds. So it's right. like, it's a double entendre. It's a, it's a mind blow. It's crazy. But I would say, can you say what you just said at the end? You kind of like... Well, I, I said this guy, somebody told me that because I've, I've always struggled and I've, I even did this exercise a month ago with my team. I told them, hey, I want you to sit with a partner and tell them the last thing you actually changed about yourself. It doesn't have to be something deep, fellas. It doesn't have to be I changed my belief on. It could literally be I changed my facial hair. I want you to tell each other the last time you changed something truly. Because I don't think change happens as much as I hoped it would, right? I'm kind of a pessimist, and I know you're very optimistic, which is a good quality. I think change is difficult. Um, and I think there's this, there's a thing, there's a podcast I listen to, and I know you, dive, you, you know, eat, eat and drink podcast too, but it was called yeah. The Illusion of Introspection, where I'm very capable, and I know I'm guilty of this, I'm very capable of pointing out all the things that all these people need to change. I'm very capable of that. Like, I would change that. I would change that. I would change that. And the second I try to think in my own brain, well, what is it that you've actually changed recently, Kip? What, what, what's a thought, an idea, a habit? What have you actually changed? A lot of people can't answer that quickly. But I was talking about this, and then somebody else was like, stories move people before data moves minds. And it, I, then it made me think of what you said, because if hearts are open, uh, minds are much more likely to come out of the rut that we're in. Because we do like to build up our, our walls, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, so that made me think about the creative, like in our work is storytelling can still be informed by strategy and mm, data and mm. research. So like yeah. user research, um, um, brand research, culture research, like all the things, like finding right. out the true information behind these ideas or like the, the problem you want to solve is there. I mean, there's yeah. people who are working and doing this from a data standpoint, right? So right. that's what I was saying about like, Strategy is the most important thing because if you don't have a good strategy, the story you tell is probably not going to hit, mm-hmm. right? So then that's it, it, the why advertising actually has a, an advantage in that way, and, and whoever, or not just advertising, but whoever is telling these stories from a business level who can like right. reach the public, <laughs> the consumers, like right. they have a, a really good opportunity because there's if you do it right, you know. Sadly, the algorithms is a controversy, right? Like, right. But if you do it right, you can really understand how to influence people mm. in a positive way. Right. And we've seen it the opposite right. with technology and social media and everything, right? Like, psychology, psychology is real. So, yeah. like, why don't we figure out how to make sure we use this power we have to hit people in a way that helps them versus hinders them? Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. 
What's the, give me, as we're wrapping up here, on the ads, the art director side, something you're excited about. Well, you, the good, great part about you is you're excited about a lot, and I'm jealous, because I can get in a rut of, Jesus, here we go again. But something excited there, and what is, well, actually, before I do that, do you have like a schedule? I know how my life works. Like, okay, I'm going to do the pod here, so I have time to coach, and then I'm going to do teams of men here, so I have time to get back to the coach. Like, I'm trying to schedule all these versions of Kip. Do you function that way? Like, hey, this is a right, this is a controlled chaos writing day, or is, are you going with the moment? How, how are you organizing all these hats you wear? I'm good at both. Yeah, I have my schedule for the newsletter. I have certain things that I have in my calendar that I want to do. Yeah, um, some things I miss, but the calendar for the newsletter is definitely locked in. But also, there's a there's a saying I don't and I don't know who came up with it, but it says creatives need time to sit and do nothing. Mm. And I think that's the best part about my schedule is that at this level, yeah. I'm not a creative director yet. So creative, I'm not managing anything. Gotcha. Yeah. You're managing people and you're in meetings all day. Like, you know, I'm in a place where I can just be creative and think. So I have a luxury. Um, and not that you can't do that when you're older, but you just have more right. responsibility. Yeah. 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 And so I try not to, be too locked in on the schedule. Gotcha. I'm yep. not a project manager, right? So I don't want to be like, you do this at 2.30 and this right. is like on this day. Like, who knows? You never know when something might happen because also my job is never ending because ideas can happen anytime. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm always open. Like, I I mean, when I run, that's when a, uh, that's when a lot of things hit me. Like, uh, runs, yeah. I take showers. How do you remember them? What's your device to? Because I'll be, I'll send a text to myself. I got a me thread in my phone that's just mm -hmm. all my shit to myself. Like, don't forget this. We, let's try this. And sometimes it's about scheme. Sometimes it's about recruiting. Sometimes it's like, how do I get this child to go to class? Sometimes it's like, we could use that. That would kill. That would kill on TikTok. But I text I, myself. How do you do it? I have an ongoing text message thread with myself. It's called GP. Is what I have myself yeah. have. Yeah, and I, I'll maybe I'll maybe text myself. I'll maybe send myself. I send I send myself a lot of um, notes through Instagram. Oh so I'll send yeah, my page. Yeah, or I have you know I'll use Pinterest. Uh, there's this really cool platform. It is similar to Pinterest, but it's geared for creatives called Arena. Okay, um, it's like A R E dot N A, um, and it's it's a platform where you can essentially bookmark things and collect things and all my, or maybe I'll write in notes yeah, yeah. or do a voice That's note. awesome. Like, I'm going to write that like down. Just the way I create, the way that I hold, hone ideas and remember those, like yeah. I sit back to my creative partner, I might, um, you know, jump on notes on my phone or might do an audio note, like whatever is closest and quickest and, and it makes the most sense, you know, where it's going to maybe live. So, right. And then the, the Substack is a way for me. Right. To I was about to say, you have you know? one with this Substack. I'm going through it and I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of your stuff. How do people get on? How do people follow? How do people get on there? How do they get a part of it? Yeah. So my Substack is uh, my, my, I guess my headline is under, I'm under uh, intellectual athlete and then it's called controlled chaos. So yeah, con con controlled chaos by intellectual athlete on Substack. Um, Instagram at intellectual athlete. Um, Twitter, I think I'm hoop nerd, underscore nerd. Um, <laughs> 
Because intellectual athlete was taken. <laughs> my, my website is uh, intellectualathlete.com or gravepleader.com. And uh, yeah, just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of around. So Google intellectual athlete. Um, well, I wouldn't say that. There's actually a, a different. No, I had to go through like five of them there. No, I, I put in intellectual athlete plus Greg Plater. And then yeah, it was dive yeah, plus sign. Greg Plater, you know. But I'm, I'm going to make sure that this year I'm going to like make things take off. So then I'll make sure that my name, you know, stands up. Stuff. For sure. And, <laughs> and we'll the, link all those uh, when we post this. We'll link everything. Uh, to make sure people on all our sites, too, and our small platform to try to amplify and get people going your way, man. But I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's always awesome to to, to connect with you. And, like, you know, you always ask, like, really great questions. So it's, ah, it's, I appreciate that. Now tell my kids that because, like, Dad, I don't want to think about that right now. God. <laughs>